We're in a big city where you have to drive across town. You have to be super intentional. Yeah, and I live in the valley. Oh, God. I live in the valley, so there's nothing happening there. There's just gas stations and registered sex offenders. Oh, my God. I was literally scrolling on TikTok and like, I kind of know of most of the podcasts in our space, yeah. but then you were a new face. And I was yeah. like, oh, who is this? Literally met within the week yeah. and here we are. So I'm very honored to be here today. <laughs> okay, we're both single. Right. Yes. I was telling my parents, do you guys worry for me? And my dad is like, absolutely not. Like, don't you dare lower your standards. Like, we have seen what's out there. Like, <laughs> like we have seen yeah, what's like out exes. There. I don't know if you went through this, but like, I literally went through a phase where I was stalking people on LinkedIn. This was pre me knowing that people can see how many times oh, you, you view their fucking off. profile. <laughs> Okay, so these are- Thank you for the matchas. Oh, no worries. Are we starting already, I guess? Yeah, if okay. we want. Oops. Yeah, this is from Canyon Coffee. All of my previous guests have been drinking matchas because it's just the norm now. Oh, if yeah. If you see me on the streets carrying two matchas you, uh, in a traveler walking into my car, you know <laughs> You know what's, what's about, about to, to go happen. down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. This is- bulgogi happy hour yeah this is like the ultimate collab i'm so excited oh i like it oh whoa wait what did you say this was it's matcha pistachio uh, i guess people who don't know me <laughs> yes welcome back to another episode of bulgogi pod happy hour this is this is the ultimate collab this is like when dude this is so like exciting. sweet life of <laughs> hannah montana happened mm -hmm. yep mm -hmm. that ultimate collab um that's so sweet life of hannah montana that, that was it <laughs> that's so raven sweet life and hannah montana um so I'm very honored to be here today. <laughs> yes, this is Melissa. <laughs> yeah, hi, my name is Melissa. I'm also a fellow podcaster. Yeah. I have a podcast called Happy Hour with Melissa Cho, but instead of the word happy, it's spelled H-A-A-P-I because I interview API talent. Mm -hmm. um, it's been really fun. And I was telling Hannah and just most people who have been listening, I started the podcast two years ago. And then I neglected it because I got too busy. But recently, because of certain life circumstances, I brought it back in May. Yeah. And it's August now. And I think growth is steady. You know, I, I, I was like really just hoping that by the first quarter I could get at least like 100 Spotify followers. But um, one of the episodes I posted recently, the one that where you found me oh, yes. on TikTok. Oh, yes. Danny's Mud Shop. Uh -huh. Yeah. We, I interviewed um, Danny Durek and that episode outperformed I mean like just did better than I could have ever expected I just think like thank you guys for sharing the episode yeah. and listening but my podcast then has like tripled in size but hello if you're new <laughs> yeah um yeah so I was literally scrolling on TikTok and like right I kind of know of most of the podcasts in our space yeah but then you were a new face and I was yeah. like oh who is this and then I like you know we gave you an Instagram follow and then you followed me back and DM me immediately. And I was like, oh, this is what I love about like social media connecting mm -hmm. with people. And yeah. like literally met within the week yeah. and here we are. <laughs> we went to candy and coffee, we, we split a carrot cake. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, oh, okay, I'm trying to be gluten. I don't know if I'm trying to be gluten free. I don't know if that's a thing yet, but mm -hmm. I, I think I would like to reduce my gluten intake. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we shared a gluten-free, I think it might've it been was like, vegan. It was gluten-free. Uh, I don't know if it, was, it didn't say it was vegan. Oh, okay, but, okay. I mean, sometimes I'll 
have stuff with dairy. Yeah. I don't know, because I have PCOS, so my diet was a little, a little different than others. Yeah, I mean, like, after our conversation, you know, I've been listening to, I've been binging all of your episodes. Me too. I've been listening to yeah, yours as it's well. It's been so fun. Yes. Um, but I know that you recently had one of your friends on who you know from Taiwan. Yes. Um, and you guys got into a little bit of relationship talk. Mm-hmm. And there was like one specific line that you said that I was like, I need to ask Melissa about this because uh, your girl just needs to like dig a little deeper, right? Okay. And so you were saying how like you, th- you think that a lot of like, okay, we're both single. Right. Yes. Yes. Let's imagine establish if the episode, that. The episode came out last week. Imagine if I was like, I'm actually not single anymore. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, I would die. I would be like, who You'd did like, you no, meet? No, pivoting my question. Yeah. How did you meet? <laughs> Let me know. Okay. Yeah. What's your um, question? And so you were talking a little bit about how you believe that you're single because of your perfectionism and insecurity. Yeah. Can we like let's let's <laughs> delve let's 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 dig a little bit. Um, okay. Because I think. Like recently I've been trying to dig into like why I think I'm single at this time in my life. Not that like I'm reading so much into it cause I'm kind of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I think like a lot of it does stem from like insecurity and perfectionism. Like I was like, oh, I relate to this. Yeah. But I wanted to hear like a little bit more from you. Mm. This is so interesting because now I'm being asked questions. <laughs> what a what an interesting like power play dynamic. No, but I'm asking you questions later. Yeah, of course, okay. of course, of course. Um, Yeah, I mean, what is so interesting is that my two previous episodes, I've touched on perfectionism, which I have received messages being like, oh, I strongly relate to that, which Mm. I guess everyone deals with an aspect of perfectionism. And I think, yeah, perfectionism is probably just one side of why I'm still chronically single (laughs) chronically single like there's so many different layers you know to it and i think perfectionism is just one like easy explanation like i think for example there's also a lot of insecurity like based on my pcos and how my body has changed i also think like growing up my parents didn't really want me to date as well like i've never dated Mm. anyone in high school and my mom just really wanted me to focus on for example, books over boys, you know, and I guess that sentiment carried on throughout college because you're also still in an academic institution. Right. And I, and I feel like at the time I just didn't, I was so comfortable with not needing to date. I was so comfortable with just living life without having a romantic partner, you know? And and it's just like, I felt very fulfilled with my friends. I felt very fulfilled with spending time with my family. I felt very fulfilled with my two majors. I was a double major too, so I was incredibly busy. I felt very fulfilled with like my extracurricular activities. So I thought that, okay, I have all these amazing, amazing things on my plate. I don't really need to prioritize a romantic relationship, right. but I also think that it's come to this point. Well, I'm, I'm 24 now. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think now that you're out of an academic institution, you have more of your schedule and especially me, I'm a freelancer. So I spend a lot of time in my room at my desk editing, just spending a lot of time oh. by myself. And I still, I'm a very social person. I love seeking new people to meet. Yes, I love, yes, got to be home. <laughs> and I, I love, um, yeah, I still love hanging out with friends, but it's obviously not the same as 
um, being in an environment such as school where you're always around people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've, I'm, a, I'm by myself more now. Right. Right. Um, it's just like less oper- honestly, like a lot of like the opportunities where you're meeting people like class, casual hangs, like mm-hmm. all of that is missing. Like you have to be right. We're in a big city where you have to drive across town. You have to be super intentional. Yeah. And I live in the Valley. Oh God. I live in the Valley. So there's nothing happening there. There's just gas stations <laughs> and registered sex offenders. Oh my gosh. Wait, you were telling me about this. And I was like, Oh, Am I surprised? <laughs> yeah, not we were, really. My my roommate Steven downloaded the Citizens app, which oh, if you do download it, I think it's you know you just have to be judicious with how much time you spend on that app. Oh yeah. Um, but he downloaded the Citizens app, and on the Citizens app you can see the list of registered sex offenders. And we opened up the app in our neighborhood and it lit up like a Christmas tree. And you can see their mugshot. You can see how much time they did, what they did. And they're like our neighbors. (laughs) There's nothing happening in the back. Those are not, um, admirable those are not uh, pro- prospects right. <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah it's just like there's so much intention that is required when you have to find out when you have to seek out a romantic relationship yeah and also for me i don't i'm not any dating apps too <laughs> so i love that and i'm just like I, and i prefer it that way yeah you know yeah, yeah, I, yeah i try my best to not in general download a ton of social apps on my phone because I already feel like Instagram drains me already so much. So if I download more dating apps, my screen time is just going to be abysmal. And like, you know, Hannah, it's like we focus on posting stuff for the podcast and we're like always trying to seek out talent. So we're always on our phones. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just like don't want to invite that in. But also like once again, just insecurity and just insecure of how I'm being seen online because I feel like yeah, dating apps, like I, like I said with my friend in that episode, it's the biggest vehicle uh, right now for finding a partner. But at the same time, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's just so much work. And yeah. like, and like each app has like a different culture and you hear a lot. There's just a lot of polarizing opinions on the apps. Like for example, for Hinge, I've heard just very polarizing thoughts. Um, yeah. They'll be like, yeah, I found my best friend. Like, you know their partner or it's like oh my gosh it was terrible or it's like i've just been connecting with people and i only and i'm just friends with them but you know they're not like romantic or anything so right right. but like yeah Yeah, no i mean because i was like heavy on the dating apps for were you on all a couple years um it was like primarily hinge um and then honestly i think i started getting embarrassed that I was just being seen online, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, cause I've had that experience where like, I, I met my last boyfriend on on Hinge. Mm-hmm. And then after we broke up, right? I did my whole healing journey. And then yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get back on. And then I, right? Like two years later, I'm seeing the same people that I saw like two years ago. So I'm like- The same people in terms of the, like, they're, they're like their typecast boyfriends no, or no it's like literally the same exact on hinge? guys oh. like same profiles because i like had deleted my profile completely and so i'm oh. it's basically like i'm starting new so, so it just basically feels like you're starting at square one yeah and mm. i think it has become like a sense of like 
okay, if I'm seeing the same exact people, I wasn't interested the first time. I'm not going to match with you the second time. And you're time. so different now. Exactly. It's been a, a year? Or, yeah, okay. yeah. And so um, I, I guess a bit over a year. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I've been taking a big dating app break yeah. and i feel like it's been so good for my brain okay good like, you know how you were sharing? that validates me too yeah yeah but i'm on a, i'm also on a different wavelength too but um, i mean I, yeah i'd like to hear how it's been honestly then. great i think like it has allowed me to like focus more in my friendships like be more present like and even when it comes to like meeting new people like just like friends mm -hmm. i think i'm like way more interested just as them as people rather than viewing them as like a potential partner yes, I think, yes right like when you're consistently on the apps and like you're feeding into like this like relationship culture whatever dating culture um i think that it like put me in a headspace where like even the way that i would interact with people in real life would be like oh, okay are they single yeah. like first yeah. you know but now it's more like okay are you interesting uh, and like uh -huh. why are you interesting because i think everyone has like you know qualities to them that like make them an interesting person and so yeah it's just like kind of like allowed me to like see people as people and it's been really nice really refreshing i have so much i have so much brain space <laughs> because i'm not i'm not constantly being like why isn't he texting me like why mm -hmm. like why is this person not responding and all of that but I mean, kind of like you, like, I think I have, like, my perfectionist tendencies. Yeah. And I've started to realize that, like, not only am I holding myself to my perfectionist tendencies, but I'm, like, holding other people to. Yeah. Yeah. Is this what you talked about and that I talked about, too? It's, like, we like to hold each other to a very high standard. Yep. Um, which, which can be a, be a, which can be a fault, which can. What? Like, be taken to a fault. Be taken to a fault. Yeah. Be taken to a fault. Um, because everyone has different strengths like I talked yeah. about with my friend um in my previous podcast episode and like just to reiterate for people who don't know me um for the standards thing let me know if like I, I, I want to know what your angle is but for me it's that I I hold others to very high standard that if they don't do something that I would do, I just resent them. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, and and not like outwardly. It's just I not not resent. I think resent might be the wrong word, but I feel very disappointed. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you have like examples of like how that shows up? Yeah, I mean, it's just like little things, such as common etiquette. I think I don't know. It's like the little things. Like for example, if we go out to a restaurant for lunch, and um, they're just these little things that you can do, like finding it's finding a table or like you know oh. making sure the check is you know received or it's like and when people are kind of just like sitting there being very latent oh. that's when it really icks me oh yeah okay. i mean that's just one example that i just i'm just trying to like pull out of my head right right um yeah i think when people went don't act quickly <laughs> oh interesting <laughs> yeah okay yeah. okay because you tend to like get things done very quickly. Yeah, and I also grew up in, in very big cities. I grew up in the, I grew up in Shanghai most of my adolescent years. It's a very big metropolis. Oh my And goodness. so I was in a very fast, fast, fast paced city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's also informed the way that I act and the way that I think. Right. And, um, and I think many people that I meet in the States, they maybe grew up in a suburban town or in a small town mm -hmm. or um, or maybe people for me, like I went to international schools like or maybe other friends who also grew up in big cities in Asia. I think also maybe it's just like their upbringing is a little different. My mom is very militant and I thank her for that and she's amazing. But so I think it's just kind of a mix of those factors. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So 
that that's where like perfectionism and like holding others to a high standard comes from. So what about you? Oh gosh. <laughs> when well, you yeah, when you hold each other when you hold someone to a high standard, like what's your example? I think it's it's kind of like your first example. Like me and my friends constantly talk about like <clears throat> what we want in a partner or what we like wish our partners had um if they're like in a relationship and they're always like preaching to me i have mm-hmm. a lot of my friends dating five six ten years like all of my friends are in like long-term relationships yeah i feel that too yeah 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 <laughs> um and so they're always telling me like hannah you have to look for someone who's considerate like we it's like always like okay considerism like that is the number one thing you should look for Mm -hmm. and so i think i am very aware when somebody like just like does the little things right because like i am like used to my dad like opening the door for me exactly are you an observant person because i very much am you know i think i am and i am also not it really depends. Like okay. I think selective observe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a selective, selective uh, hearer, listener. <laughs> I'm an I'm a selective observer. And it's good to be selective. You know, you know, yeah. it's good, good. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And Interesting. so, yeah, I think like I I look for like all the like, uh-huh. t- like I think it's the bare minimum yeah. is the thing. Is like I'm like oh, it would only make sense for someone to go find a table right like it would yeah. only make sense yeah. for you to grab utensils for the both of us yeah and, and i'm not just talking about guys too i'm just for every one of oh, my yeah. friends guys and girls yeah and guys then, girls gays days whatever exactly you know? exactly and even like right i went out to dinner with like my friends and it was very like service oriented like it was like oh we're sharing plates like here yeah. let me l- like give me your dish you oh know? my gosh and so i think <laughs> i think that it's the bare minimum yes. but i don't i it, it isn't in reality like it's something that you is that so to, surprising like, yeah i'm like confused by it what is surprise confused. i am confused yes. like i'm like oh did my you cortisol know? levels are rising right now <laughs> yeah no literally i'm like stress hormones i feel it i feel it but yeah it's just i i think like humor being considerate like being thoughtful like all uh-huh. those things should come like should come in the standard package yeah. you know yeah. like i shouldn't have to add on extras <laughs> but mm-hmm. i feel like recently i've just noticed like oh maybe these things are a little bit extra yeah yeah and so i mean when it comes to like holding people people to like you know the standards i hold myself to i think it's honestly been like a little bit extreme in that i feel like I'm being intolerant of people's flaws. Like I, I, I feel that for me yeah. too. Yeah, and I, I don't like that. Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. like I really don't like, like feel like it feels mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so it's just like, I, I never used to be like this, or at least I wasn't aware of it. And so now that I've become aware of it, I'm like, hum, how do I fix this? But I honestly think like in all of the reflecting and like journaling that I've done, it's just like trying to be nicer to myself. Because like, right, like I think if I'm holding myself to these standards and that's the reason I'm holding others to these standards, like maybe it's the standards that are messed up. Like Mm -hmm. maybe I don't have to like constantly care for others. And like, yeah, maybe I just like don't have to like be perfect all the time. Like I don't have to like be upbeat and like energetic all the time. Like, Like recently, I think I've realized that like whenever I'm not like super happy or like I'm not having a good day, 
I will make the quote bad day worse by being like, why am I, why am I in a bad mood? Or why am I just like, Mm. I feel like it's a lull. And so it's like almost like I'm perpetuating. You're ruminator? A little bit. Yeah. For sure. Like I do think like a lot of things in my life are dramatic. Like (laughs) everything I go through, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like in a, in a, and I love that about myself, but also like it's hard sometimes when I'm like, oh, okay. Like this is a big deal in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess I'm also just trying to find balance in that. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people to relate to that, they view me as a very positive person mm-hmm. and I completely am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And, but you were saying when you have like those bad days, for example, and I think sometimes, I don't know, I may, I, I assume maybe people don't realize that I also have those bad days because I think I'm always trying to be very effusive you know like very bubbly and that's how I've always been seen Uh, um but I feel like I'm also in a season where I like to not dial it in but to also bring other facets of myself you know a vulnerability for example Mm -hmm. that I think you know the two of us are working on and yeah just like shedding more light on stuff that's just not always super positive because I feel like when people think that I'm like very positive very I don't know capable very fast at doing things I think they use that to their advantage they'll be like oh yeah melissa is like cool with everything you know it's like oh. she can pick lunch like she'll do this for us so like right. she can do that i'm like hmm. <laughs> mm, i feel like some boundaries are yeah. maybe being crossed okay yeah i'm actually yeah this is like honestly like looking back at myself maybe even a few years or, or just a year ago i'm like wow i was just too nice mm. i'm just too nice to people oh i see i see <laughs> yeah so have you like tried to like bring in you know the other sides of of you and uh, like show people like oh I'm not so one-dimensionally happy yeah exactly yeah. and I think that's happy hour has been a great tool oh. has been a great tool for that um and also I mean the past year I've just been like I told you going through my PCOS journey and that has really changed my life it really has and I feel yeah. like even though outwardly it may not seem that way, but it's definitely more of an internal battle. <laughs> it is a physical battle too, in terms of like, I went through a period of cystic acne oh, no. and I grew up with clear skin. And this is something that I also talked about with one of my previous guests, Jisoo Kim. Like we both talked about our acne journeys because wow, stress manifests in so many different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for anyone who struggles with like anxiety or depression, that will manifest in your body. That just... It, it, it'll just catch you by surprise oh. and yeah I had cystic acne for a whole year and and like I said I've always grew, grown up to be a very positive person I'm very grateful that I grew up with very positive mental health and amazing family very supportive family <laughs> but it was when suddenly like PCOS just like it I think it was like slowly it was it slowly crept up but then the the, the icing on the cake was like the cystic acne. Yeah. And once again, like bringing back to our initial conversation of like, I'm in a season where it's like, oh, you know, finding a partner, bam, cystic acne. I'm like, the heck? Like, like this like, is I not how Like I'm me. looking in the mirror. And exactly. Like, and yeah. for me, like I said, I, I hang out by myself a lot in my room because I work there all the time. In your room, you have all these mirrors and right. it was just very uh, uh, dissociative. You know, oh. looking at yourself and criticizing. And once again, 
added with the perfectionism, added with the holding yourself to a high standard. It was just, I was no match for myself, you know? Yeah. And I was, um, and it was only until then that I really started to realize that, oh, I think this is what being depressed is like, you oh, know? Yeah. And, yeah, and and I, and with my friends, I'd never, I tried not to show that part of myself because at the same time, I also think that like, if you don't want to like show a side to yourself, like, yeah, like that is your agency to do that. You don't yes. have to always be like super sappy in front of people. Right, right. Um, and so I was just like, in in my room, I was, you know, I'd like cry myself to sleep a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, and it was like not getting, I, I would try all of these like skincare products that had all these active ingredients that were just making my skin flare up worse. And that was also before I realized that it was officially, that was before I was officially diagnosed with PCOS. So I was still eating gluten, dairy, um, eggs I actually have a sensitivity to eggs it's a little oh. better now I've kind of like trained you know your body kind of adapts but yeah I was having gluten and, and dairy and I grew up eating those things in Taiwan but I feel like also for anyone who's like an international student uh-huh. I feel like the culture shock when you come here is the food it messes up there's so many hormones and there's so many like different pesticides put in the American food system that like when I came here from Asia where like food is so accessible, it's like cheaper and it's also like the ingredients are nicer. Yep. Um, I come here and I just feel like my hormones completely were put in dysbiosis. And I feel like, um, yeah, it, it just was very, very challenging um, internally last year. It's in, in, in right now I'm just looking back and very proud of how far, you know, I've come and, you know, the amazing support that I've gotten from the, doc, the holistic health care practitioners that I've went to Mm. Um, my skin has definitely cleared up there is a bit of scarring but I'm like looking back at my acne journey I'm like okay it's like way better now which I'm really excited Um, but yeah I mean there's still lots to be improved upon in my journey and so sometimes I feel like we can talk about this too sometimes I feel like I'm very behind in life because of all the stuff that was put in my life hi babies Hi, cutie pies. Hope you guys enjoyed that little cliffhanger. But yeah, in part one of our conversation, we spoke a little bit about dating. And in part two, me and Melissa are actually getting into, you know, like feeling behind in life, our careers, what our dreams and aspirations are. And so if you guys want to check that out, that is living on Melissa's channel starting the 6th of September. So it'll be out tomorrow for those of you listening on the day that it comes out. But yeah, please go there, support her, support our fellow Asian podcasters, and we'll catch you in part two.